Hello, everybody, and welcome to Edging Podcasts, Jingle All the Way season finale, where we're going to finally put this film in its place. That's right, bend over, Jingle All the Way, because I got the paddle. <laughs> I'm Sam. And I'm Adam. <laughs> and I'm Drew. <laughs> and we were not briefed about that analogy before we started recording. Now, Sam, you were credited as saying this is the best movie you've ever seen. Would you uh, care well, to yes, tell of course, us why Drew. you think that uh, is? I've only seen one movie, and it's Jingle All the Way. And so, statistically speaking, it is the best movie I have ever seen. He says that it's the only movie he's ever seen, but there are multiple other episodes of the podcast where he says that he's watched other movies. Ding! Man, the continuity of our film podcast is totally ruined. <clears throat> the immersion lost. Just watch it. Watch Edging on Jingle all the way first, and then you watch Edging on Dunstan, then you watch Edging on Multiplicity, and then you don't watch Halloweenies until you're really ready. Halloweenies is just so good, it's just next level observation. Like when we say the funny dinosaur ate me at the end of the episode, that was a classic gag. Jingle all the way, I think that it'd be the best... Uh, most fruitful way to start this conversation to tell our audience there's an end credit scene to jingle all the way yeah we forgot to mention we actually shut the movie off when the credits rolled like what the fuck this is this is post marvel we need to get on this shit we know what to expect it's on disney plus we know the drill by now we did the normal thing of you know not watching through the credits of a 1990s comedy film well, all of our fans that watched the credits of 1990s comedies films just stopped listening, Drew. I hope you're happy. <laughs> I'm going to have to leave the podcast. Clyde Bruckheimer, who did the visual effects, is pissed off right now that we didn't see him. <laughs> we didn't give yeah, this... any credit to the best boy. He was the best. He was the best. They had the best boy in their film, and we didn't even say anything about it. Yeah. I'm just imagining like a like a ten year old boy in Lederhosen <laughs> with a big blue ribbon pinned to him. Yeah, I'm glad we imagine it the exact same way. He's just on the on the set for moral support. I the best boy. That was very good scene. So the end credit scene is just Howard puts the star on the tree, and then Liz asks him what she what he got her for Christmas, and then he realizes, oh, I didn't get her the presents. Which is actually a pretty good ending, honestly. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty good note to end on. I'd never seen that before. It, it, I hate to use such a clickbaity phrase, but it changes the whole movie. <laughs> BuzzFeed article: Endings to Christmas movies that you didn't know were already there. <laughs> Endings to Arnold Schwarzenegger Christmas movies featuring made-up superheroes that change the movie. Number one, Jingle All the Way. <laughs> Can we start our descent into nonsense by writing an episode of the Turbo Man show? Oh, goody, could we? <laughs> I think Adam actually would be best to start us out. Oh, boy. All right, so I'm going to go off what little knowledge I have of Turbo Man from the couple minutes we saw on TV. Mm-hmm. So it's political. Clearly. The president is like a Kevin Spacey mm-hmm. kind of character. Like, he's into some shady shit. He made some dark deals with Dementor. <laughs> They were working together to build the perfect nuclear bomb that explodes backwards. <laughs> what does that accomplish, oh, okay. Adam? It goes backwards, so like if there's counter-nuclear measures, you can't anticipate a weapon that's pointed backwards. <laughs> <laughs> it like takes this. the long way across to North Korea. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so uh, Dementor doesn't get his money because the election year's coming up. The president's pouring all his resources into getting re-elected. Dementor doesn't get his money, and he kidnaps the president's wife. All right, I'll take the second one. This president, Bo Jiden, calls up his best friend, <laughs> Turbo Man, and Booster, and he says, Listen, y'all, now, uh, here's the deal. Dementor, he's not a good guy. And I can't really do much Joe Biden, so... You mean Bo not- Jiden? You said Bo Jiden. Yeah, but I was doing a Joe Biden impression. They're completely independent. Just do a Joe Biden impression, but do it backwards. 
And then Turbo Man puts that statement into his backwards recording device on his gauntlet. And then he says, All right, Mr. President, I'll go to the island south of Mississippi where Dementor's evil hideout is located. And then he makes Boomer he makes Booster go out and rent them a like a a U-Haul or something. So that way they can drive on down to Mississippi and it's it's real time their road trip from Washington DC to the southern tip of Mississippi. We just get to li- watch them like listen to the radio and stop for lunch and gas. So all, it's quite all 26 endearing. hours in a Saturday morning cartoon? Yes. Okay. Loving it. Sam, what happens when they get to Dementor Island? Well, they find that Dementor Island is is basically just a massive airstrip to launch these reverse nukes <laughs> and uh so thinking cleverly, uh, Action Man, uh, he takes. Wait, no, that's that's the wrong name, isn't it? Turbo Man. <laughs> no, keep going. Turbo Man. Okay. The thinking quickly, Turbo Man takes the wires to the launch the launch module and reverses them, so that when they launch the reverse reverse nukes, the reverse nukes go backwards straight into the base, <laughs> and then because they launched backwards, they they blow up forwards and just destroy all of Dementor Island in one <laughs> one terrible go. And do oh, they of course, Turbo Man Booster. The, well, no, they all die of course because it's. <laughs> Multiple nuclear warheads exploding at once. They they all die. But, I mean, Turbo Man and Booster do make it away, but, of course, they don't really make make it very long, but... <laughs> they don't so, make... so you're suggesting, like, an end to The Dark Knight Rises? I was thinking kind of Rogue One. Oh, that's good, too. Well, I mean, that's better, because no one dies in the end of The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, but he's, you know, running away with the nuke. I'm imagining, you know, the bombs are going off, Turbo Man reaches over to Booster, they lock eyes, and they're about to touch their lips as fire consumes them. <laughs> so that's our Turbo Man episode. What song do you think plays at the credits of that episode? If it's not, and they say that a hero <laughs> save us, if it's not that, I don't want it. <laughs> Good answer. There's no better way for a nuclear holocaust to, to kick off than with a Chad Kroger song. I want to point out, uh, Adam, you'll probably have to remind me. Yes. But I'm going to I'm gonna take the clip of Joe Biden saying chocolate, chocolate chip. I'm going to reverse it in Audacity and just send you the MP3. So when you ask Drew to do the backwards Joe Biden impression, you can just insert that sound. Okay. <laughs> chocolate, chocolate chip. You know, when it comes to matters of legalcy, I don't think that there's anyone better to turn to then Judge Adam. You are now entering the courtroom of Judge Adam. Not only are his balls heavy, he's ready for justice. Bailiff Sam presiding. All rise. Yeah, I didn't do it. All right, take your seats, take your seats. Everybody be seated. I'm the accused. I didn't do it. Honorable Judge Adam Presiden, and I, I would like to inform you that we've taken the liberties of documenting every single criminal offense that Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, the character Howard Langston, has has uh, taken part in throughout this movie. I have them documented here and included a total list of the fines in monetary value and prison time. And we're going to add that all up here for the court for a full sentencing. I still didn't do it. Count number well, one. Let's get some of the particulars here. These are all according to the Minnesota court because Judge Adam is based in Minnesota. Judge Adam is based? Judge Adam is... Oh, 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 oh. No, that's not what it meant. Please. <laughs> Judge Adam is based and red-pilled. He <laughs> takes on critical race theory. <laughs> All right, and Judge Adam also, so everybody knows, is wearing a fursuit. <laughs> I expect the utmost seriousness in my courtroom, and I expect everyone to be accepting of my beliefs and sexual orientation. The judge will now read the the offenses and the the sentences. The first in the movie, Arnold Schwarzenegger speeding, and in Minnesota law, twenty miles or over is a one hundred and forty five dollar fine. So we got that. And then assaulting store employees, three thousand dollar fine, one year of jail time. Destruction of store property, ten thousand dollar fine, and five years in prison. 
Wow, the the lives really? of the employees are worth <laughs> I, less than the Turbo that weird? Man standee. <laughs> isn't that weird? Turbo Man owns the courts. <laughs> Destruction of the police bike, $10,000 in five years in prison. Ooh. Assault of a minor, $10,000 in five years in jail. <laughs> Assuming they were under four years old, which we're going to assume. She the was same under as the Turbo old. Man standee. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Assault of the of the Santa Claus, ten thousand dollars, five years in jail. Impersonating an FBI agent, four thousand dollars, <laughs> two years in jail. Jaywalking, one hundred dollar fine. Breaking and entering, thirty five thousand dollars in twenty years. And that that's Ooh. assuming he has a deadly weapon, but it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. He is a deadly weapon. Oh, that's good, Thank Judge you. Adam. Thank you. Fleeing police apprehension, five thousand dollars, four years. Breaking and entering Ted's house now, $35,000 in 20 years. Again, deadly weapon. Animal abuse, $3,000 in one year. <laughs> he killed that reindeer. Yes. Uh, can we say that animal murder? Yes. Is that any different? Uh, it'd be the same. Fleeing well, You might as well just go all the way once, <laughs> once again, $5,000, four years in prison. Criminal trespass, $1,000 in 90 days. And that's really where it ends, because after this, according to Minnesota law, as long as there's an ins- uh, an inciting incident, that anything Arnold does is justified. And Sinbad instigates every single other wrongdoing and criminal uh, outburst that comes from here on. So we wind that all together, we ball it up, and we have a total... For fines, one hundred and seventy-five thousand two hundred and forty-five dollars, just in legal oh. fines. J- jail time of ninety-two years, ninety days. <laughs> so let it be written. So let it be done. This court is adjourned. <laughs> Adam, is Minnesota a stand your ground state? Was Min- was Arnold <laughs> justified Min- in blasting those blasting those fools with his turbo discs? <laughs> Minnesota is not a stand-your-ground state, but they have a clause wherein if your life is put in mortal danger, you can reciprocate up to the amount of force used or less than. (laughs) Shit, I accidentally broke one more of his ribs. (laughs) Whoopsies. Of course, Minnesota also has a clause that if Santa, Santa falls off your roof... And you put on the coat, then you must <laughs> be. <laughs> so, so wait, I got a real question. In Minnesota, if you get hit by a car, and you can you steal the guy's car and then hit him at the same speed? <laughs> it's, it, it's only if there is a continuing threat. You gotta okay, be. But what precise. if he gets out and starts yelling a... at me on the road? <laughs> what if he hits you and then he backs up and he starts revving his engine again? <laughs> then yes. <laughs> You are able to hit him at the exact speed with the exact weight of car going the exact right trajectory. And I think that's that's where we need to be. That's where Mad Max had it right. <laughs> Minnesota got that Hambrabi law. They got, they got that eye for an eye, my dude. <laughs> Governor Hammurabi of, of Minnesota. Can I tell you guys about a really interesting movie? Yes. Please. Do you know there's a jingle all the way to? What? Oh. Surely now, Arnold Schwarzenegger also stars in this film, right, Sam? Actually, this one's starring Larry the Cable Guy. Surely the and WWE that, did not produce this film. <laughs> and aside from that, all I know is that the is that Harrison Bear <laughs> is Harrison Bear. the new toy, and it's from 2015. Okay, but right, based right on those facts alone, I have been able to surmise the entire plot of this movie, beat by beat. We go from Judge Adam to Psychic Sam. Yeah, I was going to actually go and check on Wikipedia and make sure I got the plot right, but I'm so confident that I didn't even have to. <laughs> so, the movie starts out with uh, Larry the Cable Guy, of course, the new, uh, the new Howard. Mm-hmm. And him and his son, they're down on their luck. He's a poor farmer, and the crops haven't been good this year. His neighbor, Bill Engvall, is the perfect neighbor. <laughs> he has a tractor tire flower bed. <laughs> I call cheating. Oh, I did also forget to mention that uh, Larry Cable Guy's son is still Jake Lloyd. Uh, <laughs> 
it's never referenced whether he's supposed to be a child or not. Everyone just kind of it, it's it's kind of strange, honestly. That that was the one bit that is a bit confusing. But uh, so uh, basically, Harrison Bear is the is the big toy of the season. It's kind of like a tic- a play on Tickle Me Elmo. Uh, but the bear hug will like will like hug your child. Aww. And uh, so. So Bill's asking uh, Larry if he's got the Harrison Bear yet, but Larry's been put it up, been putting it off over and over. He's been working long hours on the farm, you know, ever since Mom died. And uh, he has to navigate the uh, crazy bustle of the big city to try to find a Harrison Bear. Does he fart? That's our kind of. Oh, of course he does. That. So, so that's our kind of uh, our overarching plot. You guys want some like a, a few scenes? Throughout yeah, the movie, there. Give us his first day on the farm. Give us the establishing that he's a farmer. Oh well, you don't get any establishing aside from seeing him on a tractor at the beginning. Good answer. And he's got his shirt off. <clears throat> so we of course need a uh, villain to be trying to vie vie with Larry the Cable Guy to try to get the Harrison Bear. Of course. And he encounters him at. Uh, in a, there's a crazy Walmart scene where everyone is rushing to get the Harrison Bear, and he encounters this. Uh, this drugstore clerk, played by Jeff Dunham, <laughs> who is ranting about how it's the first day he's had off the entire year because he's been working at the pharmacy day in and day out, and he's got to get his son this Harrison Bear today because it's the only day to get it. And uh, they both see one left on the shelves and very cartoonishly kind of like run into each other in the process, uh, mangling the box. Like the toy's just destroyed, so they get kicked out of the store. From here, there's just another, uh, just a ser- great series of hijinks. That's that's sort of their introduction to each other. From here, they just sort of, uh, oh, there's this uh, this great scene where they're at a bar, uh, having a bit of a heart to heart, and Jeff Dunham slips some sleeping pills in the Larry <laughs> Larry's Miller Light to try to put him off the toy, getting the toy. Uh, oh, oh, it's it's such a great movie, you guys. Jeff, does uh, Jeff Dunham have a puppet in this movie? Because I mean that. Hi, for that one. is kind of his shtick. No, he just kind of like slips into the voices. He just holds up his hand, puppetless. <laughs> he just starts, he's just standing there and he just starts talking in the voice of uh, the jalapeno pepper on a stick. <laughs> While they're in a Mexican restaurant and so all the waiters are just like glaring at him like, you're really not doing that, are you? So, oh, I guess I should tell you how it ends. Yes. Yeah, please. We're curious. The, the ending of this one is excellent because they, they needed a way to top the... Uh, the Turbo Man scene at the end of the first movie. So it, it ends with uh, Larry and Jeff in the FAO Schwartz toy store, the the huge, you know, the big, huge, ritzy toy store in New York. Yeah, yeah. They're uh, they're they're running the Harrison Bear display where there's just a giant Harrison Bear statue, and they <laughs> they run up to see that the only Harrison Bears left are too expensive for them to afford. They're like the super fancy, you know, like the gold trimmed corduroy <laughs> Harrison Bears. They're they're really they're really snazzy ones, and neither of they they both pull their wallets out and open them, and little moths fly away, so they can't <laughs> afford it. So, <laughs> do the Harrison Bears have grills? As in like teeth grills? Yeah, yeah. Is that how how fancy? No, they are they out barbecuing for the Christmas holiday? Yeah, actually, they come with little barbecue George Foremans. Oh, they got to kiss the cook aprons. In, in a moment of quick thinking, Larry the Cable Guy uh, hops into the giant Harrison Bear statue and starts piling it like a mech <laughs> uh, with the goal of delivering it to his son. Is it a hollowed out statue uh, or does he hollow it out himself? Surprisingly, it was ar- it already had a cockpit inside it. <laughs> That's lucky. Uh, the whole front of the bear opened up like the, uh, <laughs> like the walker in the end of Alien. <laughs> uh, so... <laughs> Uh, as he starts, he starts running home in the bear, like dodging traffic and everything. And he uh, then encounters Jeff Dunham in a crane with a wrecking ball. <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> he swings the wrecking ball at the Harrison bear, and Larry the Cable Guy dodges it. He starts running in towards the wrecking ball cab. He swings the wrecking ball again, and it hits the Harrison bear right in the nuts. We get a great shot of Larry the Cable Guy reacting as though he himself has been hit in the nuts, even though, of course, as the audience, we know he hasn't been. It's just the bear. So <laughs> He feels what the bear he, feels like an avatar. <laughs> yeah. His hair is plugged in. <laughs> so, <laughs> his fucking buzz cuts just nestled <laughs> 
he shakes off the groin hit and dodges the, a couple more wrecking ball swings and he gets to the cockpit and he just squeezes it in the bear hug and the cockpit like compresses and is squeezing Jeff Dunham inside his like face is turning red and there's smoke pouring out of his ears and stuff and uh, yeah he, he, he crushes Jeff Dunham to death and uh, brings the bear back home and gives it to his son for Christmas but then his but then jake lloyd being such a kind son decides to give the bear to his father to help on the farm so they can be uh they can make grow more crops faster i got the real bear statue at home <laughs> yeah there's a shot at the end of them both in the cockpit of the the bear mech <laughs> planting the field and such sam that might have been one of the best movies i've ever heard of in my life i can't wait to go see this movie i can't wait to watch it too in all seriousness, congratulations on a very good... You had setup and payoff. You had themes. Beautiful Characters, motivations were established. There was one central <laughs> focus, that being the bear. Think, thanks for not mentioning how I, I neglected to write any chase scenes. <laughs> because I spent so much time on the intro and setup. <laughs> the bear the bear I genuinely thought that you would... You, when you said Jeff Dunn was in the movie, I genuinely thought you were going to say that he turned the bear into a puppet. <laughs> and the puppet like worked through Jeff Dunham the whole time. Oh man, that's I like creepy. the idea of Jeff Dunham being as the pharmacist. He has to be kind of the same character as Myron, so he's got to use his being a pharmacist to try to get the upper hand. So he's just slipping people drugs. Ah, <laughs> oh, I shit. see. Yeah, in, in new new film idea, new horror, horror film idea right here. You got to cast Jeff Dunham in it, and he has a puppet the whole movie. But you'd find out at the end the puppet's the one pulling the strings. Like like that movie with Anthony Hopkins called Magic. Oh yeah. Remake that shit. Or or like that Goosebumps good. one. Yeah, or like uh Dead Silence. There's actually a lot of it's not that original, actually. Don't make it. <laughs> Don't make this. <laughs> you know, I really in my heart of hearts wanted to have Weird Owl cast as the store employee. It's but I, I knew it wouldn't fit. It, I, I wouldn't fit. He wouldn't be in a movie with Larry the Cable Guy, Jeff Dunham, and <laughs> Bill He'd be like, Ball. I know where you're going to find a bear. And oh, yeah, I forgot. The movie ends with... Uh, dialogue. The movie ends with Larry the Cable Guy getting married to Bill Engvall's wife. <laughs> Where's Bill Engvall in this situation? He fell in the winter. <laughs> he got divorced. His crop wasn't She divorced wasn't him for promising. Larry the Cable Guy. Yeah. She saw the big bear mech, and she's like, I want a piece of that. <laughs> oh, ooh, ooh. He used the big bear mech as a scarecrow. That way his crop were the most plentiful around, and Bill Engvall's withered, and his wife left uh. him for a real farmer. Ooh. Bill, That's... your peanuts have withered. <laughs> no! And then fucking George Washington Carver appears in the last frame of the movie and says, I know how to get your peanuts back. <laughs> Can you guys think of a better name for this movie than Jingle All the Way? About Turbo Man? <laughs> Turbo Bear. Turbo Harrison Man Bear. The Harry Turbo Bear. Harry Turbo Bear Son. Harry Turbo Bear Son is pretty good. <laughs> we can make him an <laughs> anthology movie. It's just, it's just an anthology movie. It's just all about dads trying to find toys for their sons. <laughs> For their hairy beer sons. <laughs> it's not a phase, Dad. I know there's already a movie called this, but I feel like uh, I feel like this has more. If you're gonna go like using lyrics from a Christmas song, I feel like "I'll Be Home for Christmas" is more because that's what the main theme is that he's never around. Yeah, like it. It's better suited for that other movie with Jonathan Taylor Thomas or whatever, but I Jingle All the Way? Come on, man. That means nothing. Even just like dashing through the snow, maybe? Christmas Chaos, huh? <laughs> oh, that... Even Christmas Chaos is better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Especially when you say it in that voice. Well, the title is written in alternating lower and uppercase letters. Christ, How about Find That, that Toy? <laughs> Anything really, like even find Toy that, Story. that weak so Ooh, <laughs> Toy Story. That's, is that anything? Is that something? I think it's a good title, personally. I think it's, I've never heard of a Toy Story before. This is a story about a toy. Mm -hmm. a story. Man, I loved Toy Story two, starring Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just 
just imagining that sad Jesse scene with it. When somebody loved me. Just but sung by Larry the, the Cable thing. Guy. Yeah. <laughs> when somebody loved me. Oh, man. <clears throat> well, now that we've got a new title for this movie, you know, I was a bit inspired by Judge Adams' fantastic work in Psychic Sam, so I think I'm going to do my work as a new consultant for parents about the appropriateness of movies. You know, there's oh, no better excellent. source for information these days than the internet, and right. IMDb is one of the havens of information on movies. Thanks to Jingle All The Way's Parents Guide on IMDb, parents from all over the world can submit certain concepts from the movie that they think might be challenging for certain younger audiences. <laughs> so, I'm going to try to read verbatim and imitate their format, some of my favorite uh, and most helpful comments from the Parents' Guide, while also simultaneously pasting them into the Discord so the guys can read them in the exact way that they're formatted. Give me a second to clackety-clack my keyboard here and on my screen. All right. So our first section is violence and gore. Oh and the, f- the first one we have is A bomb goes off, but it is meant as Capital C comedic Just a little warm up one <laughs> <laughs> Now to get into the real Fucking meat <laughs> Okay, here, let me let me like that And repost <laughs> Like right. and repost Liked and reposted Okay Okay, this All one's right. gonna be a di- bit difficult for me to read out loud And give you guys the the full effect, so I'm gonna just try to do my best, and whatever you imagine, that's correct. A group of women mistaken Howard for a child molester and a pervert after seeing him grabbing a little girl's mouth in attempt to have her spit out rubber ball that he needs and pursues to best him there with purses. (laughs) After when one woman says, pervert, get your hands off my kid, five periods, Followed by the rest of women calling Howard a quote pervert quote. What's the, what is the, what is the point? Does he have a? This is the, an an example of a really badly worded point. This makes it seems like the problem is just with the word pervert or the accusation yeah. of pervert. This guy sounds like a pervert. I don't know. I I kind of I kind of take issue with most with the line to which he needs and pursues to beat him with their pursues. <laughs> Our purses. <laughs> Sam, you're the dumb dumb. I'm the idiot. <laughs> what the fuck? Who takes who takes issue with that? Why are they yourself so... as like a young mom with a little girl and a forty year old man grabs your child by the face and refers to it as a toy? I I think I... that she's trying to say this just introducing ideas of child molestation is inappropriate, but there's an entire section for that, baby, and it's not violence and gore. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, this is in violence and gore, I guess. So, And it's pretty gory when they're uh, hacking up their dead long. What's the line? When it's, yeah, it's pretty violent when they're beating him with their purses. If you don't like seeing young moms beat an old man with purses, this is the movie for you. But if you really get off to that, this is really the movie for you. If that's, if that's your king, watching Austrian-Americans being hit over the head with purses, you're in luck. Chris Columbus has your back. The next one is, at one point in the movie, the main character, Howard, gets so frustrated and angry, he punches a Turbo Man cardboard cut out slash standy and ends up ripping it in half and kicking it after failing in finding what he wants thus far this has got to be the same person right it has to be the same this person is, he didn't it, kick the standy by the way yeah he didn't it was all punches and tears for, and don't be fooled drew read this exactly as it was written this isn't Punch, for dramatic the capitalization effect. is the capitalization is just random. They, they capitalize the words that felt right. Angry. I've never, I've never punches. seen anyone capital not only capitalize card and board, but separate <laughs> the two words. How do you not know cardboard? What's this? Some kind of board made out of cards? 
Well, of course, as everybody knows, Turbo Man cardboard cutout slash standee is the official. Like that, that's the official term for it. That's in the wiki. That's the name. That's the, the name of the th- prop. The character name. <laughs> I personally think that the true star of this is the separate sentence after failing and finding what he wants thus far. Yes. <laughs> like yes. they what, simply what became fucking Shakespeare. <laughs> The, yeah, they used a word like thus, but they didn't know the difference between it, uh, like a follow-up to the sentence. That's not one full sentence. I love that they give us the context, though. Like, there's so much more context here you would normally get in these. He gets so angry and frustrated after failing what he finds, what he wants to find thus far. See, these parent groups, they really know how to analyze a character and get in their heads. They know, they know he's feeling angry because they're critical geniuses. The next one is one that really concerns me as a parent, so I'm glad that somebody else brought light to it. Tony electrocutes Howard's butt cheek, and then a load of Santa Clauses pile on top of him. <laughs> there wasn't no butt cheek, baby. That was full. That was full asshole. That, that was, was full. Then a load of Santa Clauses between those clappers. Tony electrocutes Howard's butt cheek. First of all, good on them for remembering his name was Tony. I, I was just going to say yeah. that. Good on them for remembering he was Tony and not referring to him as the short elf. Because that's what I remembered him as. So they're already a better person than I am. Then a load of Santa Clauses pile on top of him. What an evocative <laughs> they phrase. Use, they <laughs> used the, the specific grouping of a load of Santa Clauses. <laughs> There's a flock of geese and a load of Santa Claus. <laughs> this was after Tony electrocuted Howard's butt cheek. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think you could have gotten away with just saying butt, right? But yeah, they thought they were sly, given the <laughs> given the anatomically correct name of the part of the body that was electrocuted <laughs> to butt cheek. Next, we have another short, short one. A scene shows Howard fighting off many Santa Claus crooks by punching them. They spelled Santa Claus wrong too, or did you yeah. do that? No, that's them. I I got Santa Claus. I got this formatting perfect. Okay, they spelled it like the movie. Yeah. See, Tim Allen ruined that fucking word. I I still spell it like that, so I can't fault him for it. But it's still wrong. Yeah. Real quick, going back to that last one here, he never punches a single Santa Claus. He either yanks their beard or hits them with candy canes. Am I wrong? Oh, yeah. No, I think you're right. No, no, not, he does punch it, the big show. He does oh. punch the big show. Does he? Yeah, that's the only one, because he breaks the candy cane like on his shoulder, and then after the big show punches Vern Troyer, Howard just like decks him in the face. I could have sworn he hit him in the nuts or something. Well, I'll, I mean I'll give you that though. I, I figure the parent groups would have well, would have we'll noted have to get that. the sexual content for that, Adam. <laughs> this is the Roger Ebert <laughs> of parent groups so far. <laughs> Uh, the the, the ne- Roger Ebert of parent groups. <laughs> <laughs> the Roger Ebert little critics group. <laughs> Just little Doug Walker there little with his critics. little red tie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, there's a scene where Tony tases Arnold in the butt cheeks. <laughs> you can bring your little family, but I would never bring my little critic to see it. Imagining Roger, <laughs> Siskel and Ebert saying... Well, I was troubled by the scene where this Tony, he, he tases he tases Howard in the butt cheek. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then a and then like a load of Santa Clauses pile on top of him. <laughs> <laughs> that was what really got me, Gene. If I, if I hear Gene Siskel say a load of Santa Clauses, I can die happy. <laughs> the next section we have is frightening and intense contact content. The whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> how, how many do you think we have in this category, guys? I'm going to say 18. Oh. I'm going to say it's the largest category. No, only two. Two? Yeah, only two. As in one, oh, two? Okay. Yeah. One, two. The first one is, the scene where Jamie falling off the building might be intense. <laughs> <laughs> did you or did you not say intense terror? <laughs> This is intense and frightening content. Dude, this guy hadn't seen Pumpkinhead. There's a guy with a pumpkin head. Oh my god! It might... I also really like, though, it might be intense. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. Better <laughs> Who am I? I'm just at a, a guy at a computer. 
Look, look, I didn't think it was intense, but I could see how some people might. Some pussy. I personally wasn't scared. I was just scared for, like, my kid. He's 29. <laughs> He's Jake Lloyd. He's, Jake <laughs> <laughs> He's always he climbing on top of buildings. What if that was the, part, the, the point in life where Jake Lloyd started becoming messed up? Just from falling off a building. I'm very glad that you guys are so willing to, like, go ham on the concepts of these, because I was worried you'd just get ca caught up on, like, the formatting errors and grammar errors. God, no. <laughs> oh, no, no, these are these have, like, multiple levels of being terrible. The scene I mean, where not, Jamie not to, like, falling off the building might be intense. Not to, like, pat ourselves on the back or anything, but this is kind of what we do for, like, a hobby. This We just tear apart... <laughs> We criticize things. This is what we do. We're just jerks. <laughs> do we oh, all get man. the douchebag of the week award? Pe petition to change edging on podcast name to jerks. It would be Three so jerks. funny. The final frightening and intense scene was marked heavily with spoiler warnings. Oh boy. I had to click that I agreed that I didn't want to that I was okay with spoiling Jingle all the way in order to get this information. If this spoils the Wingle aspect... Some viewers may find the scene where Ted puts the moves on Liz to be unsettling. It's definitely the same guy. <laughs> <laughs> this is so unsettling. This Ted guy, he's just such a sexual phenomenon that I don't know what to do with myself. I don't know it what these feelings are in my loins. Ted fucked his wife, too. It's both frightening and intense, the way that Ted comes on to this. <laughs> I also love the fact that right before he addressed this criticism, he wrote spoilers in all caps, because he was so afraid that this would ruin the movie for somebody. I don't think anyone has ever been upset that they had Jingle All The Way spoiled. Except Sam. Yeah. I, I mean, to be fair, if you spoiled Jingle All The Way, nobody would believe you. <laughs> <laughs> then the mailman a has point. a fucking bomb they just get more and more uh, what would that emotion what's the emotion you would feel if you watched Jingle all the way for the first time after having the entire movie described diarrhea poo -poo -pee -pee? I feel like at some point you gotta have like a I, I feel like it'd be a slow realization over the course of the whole movie like wait wow is it really all that stuff's gonna happen <laughs> All so that's going to happen in this so you movie? you're telling me he's going to find a Turbo Man and someone's going to try and cuck him? I don't buy it. <laughs> Too much story. Wait, we really aren't ever going to revisit this again? The, the mailman's okay. going to shove over a box after saying, get out of my way, box? Everyone's literally <laughs> going to hate a pink tiger named Booster? I don't buy it. And actively beat him? Children act... It's not even that people dislike Booster. It's that they actively hate him to the point of wanting to cause him <laughs> physical harm. Oh, and that rem that reminds me. I, I did a rewatch of Jingle all the way, like all the way through before this recording. Yeah, and I know I know in our last episode, you guys made the argument that maybe Chris Columbus just had a parade and just filmed a bunch of people at the parade. I noticed we, that we brought on that question. We weren't sure. Right, right. I I did notice that when you see the Turbo Man float. There are no more than like fifty to one hundred people on frame at a time, so I'm pretty sure that maybe he got like B-roll footage of a parade, and just like filmed extras with the Turbo Man float. I actually I looked this up. That's more likely what happened. The final parents' guide section is alcohol and tobacco and drug use. Ooh, okay. And I'm so the first the first one's a real doozy. Ted and Liz drink eggnog. However, Ted explains that it's non-alcoholic. Then what's the point of mentioning it? Why did Good. you put that here? Why Good. did you do that, you fucking c oh, fuck, oh my man? God. Jesus Christ! <laughs> it's under alcohol and tobacco, and you have a problem with him drinking non-alcoholic eggnog. What? They said the alcohol, fuck? though. They said alcohol. They said the word. Still counts. It's a buzzword, you fucking communist. <laughs> Some people drink non-alcoholic eggnog. Get over it. Number fifteen, non-alcoholic eggnog. <laughs> the last thing you want. It is true. 
<laughs> but sometimes eggnog can be non-alcoholic. However, mentioning this is still the same as mentioning alcohol. <laughs> Just the mere mention of eggnog tightens my nuts to an nth degree to the point where they just explode. I chills regularly post on IMDb parents guides. I am a parent after all. My child is little chilly. <laughs> Father, I want milkies. Father, I want some non-alcoholic eggnog. What the fuck? That actually pisses me off as someone went out of their way to do that. I know. <laughs> do they really have no foresight? I hope they see the irony at least. Nope, I bet they just wrote it. It just spilled out of their face and they're like, there it is. <laughs> there were also like three different people who said that Howard beats up Santa Clauses. So? In the violence section. I, okay, I mean, you know I think what? one covers it. Let's go back to the the early 1980s. There was Santa Claus killer movies, dude. Come on. This is tame. This is the mid-90s. Women can vote now. This is how the world is. <laughs> <laughs> now that the 80s are over, women can vote. The second alcohol point is there is a lot of alcohol in this movie. Name two. <laughs> Name two alcohols in this Good. movie. Beer. Whiskey. Beer for reindeer at the... Yeah, at okay. the... Uh... All right, that's fair. Name a third. Where's the third fucking alcohol? In this PG-13 movie. There is a lot of alcohol in this movie, Adam. <laughs> there are two instances of alcohol in this entire goddamn movie. I am I so fucking pissed off by that. <laughs> that makes me so goddamn angry. Adam's genuinely steaming from the ears, guys. I am so fucking pissed. Sam? Any thoughts? I've already been voicing them. I know, but I, seeing as I you're the biggest... The... You're the one who's drinking some delicious wine gums. Sam's drinking some delicious Pinot Grigio here right now. I will now. have you know, wine gums are non-alcoholic. <laughs> but they're still in the alcohol category. I want to warn people of the dangers of the non-alcohol gums. I had to show my ID to buy this delicious sugary candy. Arnold Schwarzenegger in one scene of this movie takes out delicious wine gums and then chews them with a with a childlike glee. Arnold he says, Schwarzenegger drinks an entire sixer of Miller High Life with a reindeer. <laughs> and then he says, "Kids, alcohol is very good for you. Your parents don't know what they are talking about. It, if you want to be just like Turbo Man, you will drink the same beer brand, which is Miller High Life." <laughs> I think that's what he drinks, right? Is that what it was? I think so. I think so. It is now. <laughs> so let it be written, so let it be done. The official drink of Turbo Man is Miller High Life. <laughs> no one's favorite beer. The final one is a little more high concept. A comical thought appears on the screen that shows Jamie drinking alcohol from a bottle. <laughs> See, this seems like it at least came from an intelligent person. It's it's poor it's it's properly worded. It doesn't like degrade the film. It doesn't but, show stupidity. And you know outright. what? I'll give it to him. A, a scene of a child drinking that that should go in the drinking category. Yes. Mm -hmm. This is the first logical one that we've had the entire the entire running time of this. The entire but, bit. But they they felt the need to tell us that the comical thought appears on the screen. <laughs> what That's else would every to fucking appear? Stop the it. comical the comical thought is in the house. Don't turn around. He is drinking alcohol from a bottle, not a can, not a flask, Look but a he's bottle drinking behind you. None of the other ones specify that this is happening on your television screen. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. I guess they don't reference this. The uh, He's they don't break that shower. sort of fourth wall in most of these. Yeah, that's that's true. This person thought they were so smart. A comical thought appears on the screen. <laughs> I like that it appears on the screen as well, implying 
implying this person was not sure it was a part of the movie. It might have just popped up on their TV over the movie. <laughs> and, and, also, and also, comical? You think children drinking is funny? Fuck you. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, what, what a hypocrite. Leak their web name. Link their username. We'll fucking dox them. I've got their address and everything. So if you want their we'll address... we the team on speed dial. If you want their address, email us at edgingpodcast at gmail.com. Let's cyberbully this person off the internet like they deserve. This person is in possession of a high horse complex. Shoot to kill. And that's Drew's parent guide. It was very funny, says Drew. Yay! Says everyone that listened to it, which should be everyone. Drew, Drew, you're not going to believe this. The New York Times just came in top ten parent guide reviews, and yours was number two. What? Who beat he me, lost Adam? Dr. Oz. Dr. Oz is a Damn. fuck. The guy who voiced Yoda. Oh, I didn't register. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't register when you said it, and now I now it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> mm, you've got to use this to cleanse your colon. <laughs> Scooby-Doo. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta stop drinking comical... I gotta stop comically drinking mm. alcohol. <laughs> While on screen. While on screen. <laughs> I would love if this guy made sequel comments of things that he thinks happened not on the screen. I guess the sound. I thought I was I was watching Saving Private Ryan and and I thought it was coming from the screen of the sound of a hobo beating off, but I looked out the window and it was really happening IRL. I was watching Jingle All the Way and a sound appeared next to me where one of the characters said a bad word. <laughs> uh. Dude, a sound happened it. in my eardrum. A, a, a vibration from the film into my eardrum. <laughs> Can we write a sequel to Jingle All the Wingle? Well, I think what? we just did. <laughs> yeah, I think... Okay, that's fair. I think Sam already did. Yeah, I was literally... You want to write a third one? Let's do Jingle All the Three-Way. Jingle, jingle uh, All the Thringle. Jingle All the Thringle is way better. Oh, or or <laughs> Jingle yeah, I, Duolingo. We can I, incorporate the owl or something. Also, thinking, by the way, I'm thinking. so dumb. I genuinely was trying to incorporate the three into the title halfway through. I didn't want to say Jingle All the Three-Way, <laughs> but that's just what happened. <laughs> Jingle All the Three-Way is pretty good, too. Just a little bit ago, I made the joke that Jingle All the Duolingo or Duolingo All the Way or whatever. But this is like an alternate, like a Marvel time loop where Arnold does buy the Spanish-speaking Turbo Man. <gasps> oh, he my needs gosh. To do- and he needs the Duolingo he needs sponsorship. Duolingo to understand that it is, in fact, Turbo Time. Uh, uh, Emma actually and translated... The, the owl. Adam and I's sister, Emma, has a pretty good ear for Spanish. And he actually says, it is time for the Turbo Man. <laughs> <laughs> he says, like, le tombe de la... <laughs> l'ombre de Turbo. <laughs> l'ombre de Turbo literally just means, my name is Turbo Man. Yeah, but he says, like, Le Tomp de l'Ombre de Turbo. <laughs> okay, that's funnier. I'll give you that. It is time for the Turbo Man. <laughs> it is time. <laughs> but Jamie has... <laughs> Arnold, Jamie's so disappointed that his Turbo Man speaks Spanish. But then, who's that across the street? It's the new kid in town, Pedro. And he wanted a Turbo Man... But his parents don't speak English, so they they were unable to find a Turbo Man. Or, Jamie is so pissed off that he gets a Turbo Man that's in Spanish that he voted for Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Build that wall, it's a dark Dad! Story that follows Jamie's path to prison. <laughs> There's a lot of bad hombres in Turbo Land, and, and then he's like. He becomes Myron, where in a few years, he's sitting in a diner with a guy who's looking for a toy, and he's like, my old man, he fucked me up. (laughs) So I think this is the point of the night where we give our genuine thoughts on this movie and give it a Mm -hmm. a numerical score. What do you think? I hate the numerical scores. I hate it too. We'll make (laughs) Sam go last then. We'll give him I'll a chance to, no, to. No, you know what? No, you know what? I'm gonna go first now. Do I'm it. gonna go first now. I'm gonna start off with my score, which is gonna be a 7.0. I I quite like this one. I thought it was pretty fun. See, isn't it? Isn't it really good? If, yeah, if you it, just like shut your brain off for a little while, it's really good. It's completely over the top, and they they do it consistently enough, and they go hard enough for it that I think it works. 
like if just some of the weird stuff that happened in this movie happens it would be it'd be out of place but the fact that it's just constantly one-upping itself with its own bullshit just really makes it it's really beautiful yeah yeah it almost brings it to it's almost a work of art it's almost as good as commando i think the big thing with jingle all the way is it's like the blue streak at cedar point sure you're gonna get whiplash but it's gonna be pretty fun seven out of ten now tell us, did you change it from a six just because we made fun of you? No. <laughs> okay. That's what I have it on Letterbox too. So, I'm I'm kind of of the same mind here as you guys. That I feel like it's consistently <clears throat> like strange enough that you buy into this universe, that you buy into things that are as crazy as they are. As funny as the bomb scene is. I think that really kind of changes the playing field, though. I think that loses an entire point for me. As funny as it is, <laughs> the bomb scene's hilarious. Don't get me wrong, but it just, it just really, it really extinguishes all the moment, the momentum this Tom and Jerry kind of style film had. That's just, I feel and like you're gonna throw yourself like back to the pre nine eleven world of this film. Exactly. And so you hate the movie because of that, Adam? No, wow. no, not not at all, not at all. Like, I, I would have probably given this like an eight or an eight and a half before like we look through this with a fine tooth comb. But I, I, I think it's probably closer to like a six for me. <gasps> I still Adam, like it a lot, oh. and I, I but I know it's stupid, and I like it. I like it for that reason. Adam, you're the new douchebag. Everybody, we've got a new heel. Da, 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 da. As your new reigning douchebag champion, my first order of business. I, I, someone make me up an order of business. I couldn't think of one off the top of my head. Ending the podcast? So let it be written, so let it be done. I am the morning and the evening star. I am Sam. <laughs> I am the one who knocks. <laughs> I am the one who wears shoes. It's been one heck of a year, guys. It has. This is... Thank you. If, if you're listening to this, thank you so much for listening to us. We've had a hell of a time doing this. Thank you it's for sticking fantastic. with us. For, this is our one-year anniversary to the day. So thank you very much. Thank you, everybody. And have a happy holidays. And truly, we appreciate you listening to us. Thanks for listening. And don't stop listening, even when the episodes start getting bad. If you want the podcast back, it's one million unmarked American dollars. If you thought they were bad now, just wait, baby. <laughs> They're going to be stained. You remember when Adam plucked the Grinch's hair and threw him out into the cold? I still that feel pretty... really bad about that. But he was reunited with his Grinch family, though, in the wild. I was watching a family of Grinches down by Lake Minnetonka. <laughs> Nature is kind, and they took him in as one of their own. <laughs> I already said who I am. I know who I am. Now it's time for you to go live your life. You don't need this podcast anymore. It's not a crutch. You can stand on your own two feet. We've given you the confidence to competently analyze your favorite films. You can see beyond the great beyond now. It's time to go out and glow up. And and by the way, DoorDash, if you want to sponsor us, no, I don't want a fucking DoorDash sponsor. I asked for a, a big number two, and they gave me a number three, man. They gave me chicken tendies instead of chicken nuggets. Bro, I asked for a 13, and they did a 31.